10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! It's... There's no need to fear. Hey everybody, welcome back to Super Black, an all-black panel podcasting experience where we talk about all things superhero, past, present, and future. From Marvel and DC to anime, there is no stone we will leave unturned as we take a deep dive into the genre of super-powered individuals and the worlds they inhabit. I am your friendly neighborhood host, Zuri Washington. I use she, her pronouns, and you can follow me on IG at Zuri with a fringe on top. That's Zuri with a Z, not Suri with an S. I'll leave it to the rest of today's super panel to introduce themselves. Take it away. Hello, this is Rolls Andre, OG fanboy and master thespian. And uh, you can find me on Instagram under Rollsy, R-O-L-L-S-I-E. It's a private account, but if you're feeling lucky, take a chance. I'm here and I'm happy. Thank you. Hey, hey, my name is Quentin. I am an actor and also superhero enthusiast. I am currently petitioning to get an audition for my dream role as Static Shock in Michael B. Jordan's upcoming film. So if you head over to my Instagram, you'll see the link in the bio. So please support it. We're at 1,100 signatures, but we got to keep going until Michael B. finally notices it. So thank you so much. <laughs> All right. And you got Richard Harden joining from the great state of Atlanta, Georgia. You can find me on Instagram as Richard underscore Harden, where usually you'll find me talking about the ultimate superpower money. I'm a hero for hire. <laughs> Omar Washington here. He, him are my pronouns. You can find me on Twitter. It's a copyright. That's C-O-P-E-R-Y-T-E or Instagram. That's original underscore gangsta. That's original with a zero. I'm here to talk comics, movies, fun. Just have a good time. And follow the podcast itself on IG at Super Black Podcast, or you can follow us on Twitter at Super Podcast. Now that we are all assembled, let's get started. So today we're going to talk Black Panther 2. Any rumors that we've heard, things that we feel about the sequel, and, and we're going to get into the death of Chadwick Boseman. Rest in peace. But let's get started. How are you guys feeling about Black Panther 2 in general outside of Chadwick's early and untimely death? Well, I guess, first of all, who have they brooded about to, to, to replace him? They haven't. Are they going to replace him? I do, not right now. That's not the plan right now. The plan, I, I mean, as far as I'm aware, Shuri is the next Black Panther. Like that's oh, the storyline. Wow. That's the storyline that they're going for, at least. But I don't know exactly how they're what's happening because I don't even know what time period. Do we know what time period this is taking place? Like, is this like while Shachal has been snapped away? Is this just as everyone has come back? Like, I have no idea if 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 they've even been talking about that. I've been avoiding a lot of spoilers and people talking about stuff online in that regard. But so I'm not sure to some extent. Well, first, you know, I walked out of the movie and every time it's on, excited about the opportunity to have the Black Panther back. Now, of course, the fact that it's, you know, it's actors and they have real lives and, I, you know, 
definitely mourn the passing of Chadwick. So it is one of those really difficult things to envision the series not going on, but then even to think about who could do it better. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. I want it to happen. I know in the comic books, it, you know, for most of my life, T'Challa has been the the reigning king of Wakanda, right? It's, you know, there's very little bit that they teach us about T'Chaka by telling T'Challa's story backwards. And then, you know, I know when, when Sir becomes the Black Panther later on, he's had a much longer heroic career. So it is, I feel like it's too soon to just stop and shift. But then what do we do about it? It, it does. It, it gives you the big what if. Right. And I know that at some point, not on the podcast, but we were talking about just replacements in general, but they've been for different reasons. Like, you know, with Terrence Howard and playing Rhodey versus uh, Don Cheadle, which Don Cheadle was an upgrade. <laughs> so I'm, I'm mad about it. <laughs> um, so it's hard because the death of a person, when Carrie Fisher died, they changed the entire plot of Star Wars. Like they were like, oh, like, you know, they didn't need somebody else, right? they have to do to the insurance that they take out on people is partially for these reasons. Though of course, Chadwick being so young and not letting anybody know except for his closest family and friends, or not even his friends to some extent. There's just a lot of close family knew what was going on with him so it's not like disney had like any like oh yeah we should make a game plan just in case like you know just in case this person passes but accidents happen what's his name from moon knight just passed who i loved so much and i'm so sad he's gone gaspard i can't pronounce his last name but he's a french actor he played hannibal lector in like a prequel of to the lambs yeah 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 he died he died in a a skiing accident and he's supposed to be in moon Knight. oh wow and i was like oh no like that that happened literally less than three weeks ago and it was Mm. devastating to like they were like and he's a young dude as well can't can't be any older than definitely not older than 40 but he's got to be probably in his like 30s maybe like late 30s mid to late 30s but you know what do you do when I mean, Heath Ledger, they were like, well, <laughs> I guess we're not moving on with the Joker plot line. Like, that's just nip that in the bud. They didn't replace him either. Hmm. It's tough, right? And so talking about Black Panther 2, what they would, should do outside of Chadwick's death. I mean, uh, like Richard said, I grew up with T'Challa being just the Black Panther. And... I guess that that's the same for any of the superheroes, right? I mean, um, you know, Bruce Wayne, is he's always the Batman. It doesn't matter who replaces him temporarily. Clark Kent, Peter Parker, so on and so forth. They're, they're always just kind of the de facto. They're going to go back to their stories. I think they have to continue to tell a T'Challa story. Personally, and I think you and I have talked about this, right? I, I really feel that an actor... It, an actor, especially who, you know, he, he was young and they should not tie a character, an iconic character who's been around for 40, 50, 60 years to an actor. They shouldn't, they shouldn't tie it down to, especially when that, when that character has only been represented on screen for a short amount of time. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's a tough call. It's not obviously not one for me to make, but you know, it's, it's kind of hard. Like, like Leia, Carrie Fisher dying. You know, I mean, that character is like 
already 40 years old. And to replace her would be more difficult than replacing Chadwick in that role because these roles were established back in 1977, you know? So it's, it's just very different. It's different, but for a lot of people, like it's not the studios who are like, you can only think of this person as this person for the rest of your life. It's the people. It's the people who are like, freaking out that don't like that uh and the studios are trying to figure out the best course of action how to proceed without alienating 50 percent of their audience because they're it's pretty i think people are starting to shift on it but when it first happened people were very split down the middle on what to do and how to move forward because uh, in one breath I could see, and it's mostly men, I will say, it's mostly black men that are like, we need a new T'Challa. But then, but there, but a host of other people are also like, wait, hold on, let's, I I don't know, I don't know what we can do. If Mahershala Ali was not being Blade, I'd say Mahershala Ali, but he's being fucking Blade. (laughs) Like that would be my And I'm like, I, I, I literally cannot think I'm sure there's some like unknown, uh, you know, I was, uh, and if it wasn't for the fact that John Connie, you know, John Connie who played uh, T'Chaka, his son played younger T'Chaka. If he had not already played younger T'Chaka, I'd be like, he could play T'Challa and that would be great, but he's already in it. So I'm like, what do you, what do you do? The best thing we've got going as I think about this is that we give ourselves the gift of suspending reality with, Superheroes, anyway. Got a Doctor Who, right? And especially with, with you know, with Black Panther as a character being a masked figure, we can start to separate at least his character from. So far, the only portrayal we've had of him on big screen, right? That's that's the thing that makes it even somewhat unique is that it's you know it's the first time it was it, it was better than I thought they were going to be able to do. He did a good job, but you know. If you look at the comic books, every time the inker changes for Black Panther, <laughs> what it looks like in the comic book changes a little bit too. Of so, course, that's yeah. in any character. Like, yeah. <clears throat> that's like saying, oh, look, Nick Fury's black now. Yeah, he's black yeah. now. <laughs> he's not only in one movie, though, right? He was in like right. Endgame. No, no, no. He was in a few movies. He built a brand. Like, he made himself like, he was three years, I think. Well, yeah, I there mean, were. I, mean, I think were. Was it three or four movies? What's the fourth one? I'm not. I'm missing. No, I don't know. I I just know there was Civil War and there was uh, Infinity War, War and Endgame. Game. So four movies. Yeah. Oh no, so, so Infinity War. I always so, forget. I'm like, it's the same. Infinity movie. War. <laughs> right. It's it is the same movie split in yeah. half. Yeah. They did a Harry Potter, Twilight, whatever mm-hmm. they did with that one. But <laughs> but yeah, I I think I think the biggest thing for me, I think the biggest issue is that Disney came out and said, we're not doing it, when they didn't have to say that. They could have just said, look, that's we, we, we're just not even talking about that. That's not even something we're considering right now. Let's leave that for a discussion. But give give this some time. Let's, let's move on past this for now. And we're going to make other Black Panther projects, but we're not talking about replacing Chadwick right now. That you know, They could have just done that. And when they said, we're not going to do it, that created the uproar. I think. Well, allegedly, well, Kevin Feige recently said there are going to be no more Avengers movies, and that doesn't make any sense to me either. So, 
I well, don't know how much to like even buy into what people say now versus what actually ends up happening in the future. Right, that was funny. But you know, I, I'm I'm not sure what conversations. I'm sure I'm sure they're still talking about it. I'm sure every day they're like, "What do we do? <laughs> like, like how do we move? What, what's going to happen?" I think that when it comes to people buy into actors in iconic roles, right? They're like so, something, whether it's the portrayal, like everyone loves Tom Hiddleston as Loki. He's also one of like, since almost day one of the franchise, like very close to the beginning, people have just been very obsessed with Tom Hiddleston as Loki. There's various people that people just have a hard time, but they're doing, I think the multiverse, this is what I'm bringing up. I think the multiverse will allow for a lot of this stuff to fix itself. And I, Loki, obviously you had like, how many, like 40 Lokis on screen at some point? <laughs> there were just a lot of Lokis showing up. Because of the multiverse, I think that if someone looks slightly different, that was another thing that the Lokis brought up because there was kid Loki, there was older Loki, original Loki, blah, blah, blah. There's uh, crocodile Loki. <laughs> All Any variant can look slightly different or slightly taller or shorter or be a different mm -hmm. permutation of the same person. So I think that the explore the exploration of the multiverse if we weren't already there this would be more of a like i don't know what they're going to do situation but i think the multiverse will answer a lot of questions and be able to allow the franchise to hire someone without people being up in arms about it i mean yeah cuz what's yes. going to happen when what's happen when sam jackson god bless him god forbid passes away no more nick fury What's, you know but they're I mean? ready. Like, but he's old. Again, he's old. They're ready. For <laughs> I'm just. I'm just saying. When when you have that's like you know in any show. I'm in a show right now with people of various disabilities, and so the insurance that you take out with people with various ailments or you know whether it's age or health or whatever it's they take out a higher deductible to make sure that they're covered. So they're like okay, just in case Sam. Jackson is not there, but Sam Jackson will be here with the dinosaurs, like, <laughs> like, like or, 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 with the cockroaches is what I meant to say. Like, you know, he'll just forever <laughs> exist, probably older than I will ever get to live. <laughs> that is something that they have thought about. And I'm not as concerned and they are, they're not as concerned about like, you know, they just hired Jonathan Majors to play Kang the Conqueror. They're not worried about him. They're not worried about like all these young people that they're getting to do young Avengers stuff. That's not the, their main concerns. The Sam Jacksons who's been in the movies since the beginning, they're like, okay, well, we need to write Robert Downey Jr. out. Okay, bye. Oh, um, we need to write this person out. They don't want to come back. This is, they've been in 20 movies. Okay, great, done. They've already figured out some of that stuff, but it's going to be, I, I think it'll be, I think they will do like a, a, a Nick Fury, like a, I, if they got David Hasselhoff, I would laugh really hard just for like a a, a gimmick kind of like multiverse moment. Multiverse of Madness is going to be wild. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be kind of flexibility in plot twisting and reality dismissal altogether. What you thought it was, it wasn't that at all. It wasn't anything like that. Right, which is what X-Men always tried to, or always tried to do, what, what X-Men tried to do with Days of Future Past, but then they 
just messed it up again. <laughs> so the multiverse of it all is really what's exciting going forward because uh, any uh, retconning that they want to do can easily be done, just like a comic book. That's what happens in the comic books all the time. You know, so something changes slightly 20 years from now on a different timeline and then this different thing and then Peter Parker wasn't born. And you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to throw like a slightly, it might be a little topical, but I think that the entire phenomenon of Black Panther, I feel like when people were talking about like the movie, I feel like the movie as an entity itself with like just the all black cast, I feel like Chadwick Boseman wasn't the, wasn't the person people were talking about. I think it was either talking about Killmonger or was talking about the movie as a whole. So I think that, I mean, as much as Chadwick Boseman was, you know, really awesome as Black Panther, I feel like he's not as tied to everyone's heart as like a Heath Ledger is where like, I feel like the character of Black Panther gained like notoriety or not notoriety, but like just like increased popularity. But I feel like Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther, did. I, I feel like, yeah, him as an actor playing this role, it didn't feel like, he was the one that was tied to it. So it feels like there is, in my opinion, I feel like there still is time for them. I feel to like it's different. I hear what you're saying, but I think yeah. I, I feel like it's different if only because Heath Ledger had the one movie. Right, yeah. Chadwick was in a Multiple, movie yeah. before. So people had a chance to get used to him, see him on screen, yeah. see him cry about his dad dying and then be like, yeah, go get Bucky. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, fight, throw hands, let's do this. So I, I feel like it's slightly different, but I I think it's because it, it's interesting that you say that. I think people were so focused. People get focused on the villains in all of these movies have been the focus because you have to hyper focus on them. They're so mm -hmm. can be so anachronistic and so like unlikable to the point of not watching or they can be campy to the point of like being like, are you even in the same universe? So they they put a lot of focus on making sure that people could understand yeah. where they were coming from and how they functioned in the larger picture of the cinematic universes. Yeah. And so for Killmonger, they did a lot of work to tie him into the history of Wakanda, to tie him into the royal family, to do to do all that stuff uh, and then make it even more cutting and sad when he gets ripped away. They just made a really, Ryan Coogler and, uh, and the screenwriting team just did a really good job of creating a storyline that that was different enough to give some interest to people who have read the comics for many years, but also allow the new people to be like, oh, I know what it feels like as a black person being a child of Africa, but not being, not feeling like I belong yeah. there or not feeling like this is my story or my people because I was unjustly, for whatever reason, ripped away. So his storyline is easy to follow and, and you feel for him even as he does some heinous stuff. What if Killmonger did some heinous things it was just like <laughs> oh my god it was like you thought killmonger was bad in the movie and then they were like what if he was right that was pretty crazy yeah um, <laughs> but yeah i think that i think that's why people plus also michael b jordan i'm i'm the only woman in the panel today and i think i'm the only person who is attracted to men in the panel today he was very attractive <laughs> and people were like sexy Sexy Killmonger. <laughs> that was the focus, just sexy Killmonger.
I was just going to say, like, I guess a little bit to Quentin's point, I, I kind of understand when it comes like Chadwick Boseman, we know he's he's an amazing actor, right? He was an amazing actor. And but his role was not the kind of, I guess, breakout or, or standout role in Black Panther movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it was Killmonger. And it was also it was not only because of the things that you said, Zuri, because I do agree with those things, but also because because of um, Ryan Michael B. Jordan. He played the role so well. He played it like he was a kind of like a guy from the streets, a guy from, you know what I'm saying? And it's not it's not a character. You, you've seen him play a little bit of that in certain movies, but not really to that level. And he carried the anger almost like it was really something he felt, you know, yeah. and Chadwick Boseman, you know, it was the calm, cool, collected T'Challa for the most part, you know, a little unsure at times, but mostly sure of himself, usually. And so it didn't. And that's why I guess Killmonger was what really captured. That's the character that captured people the most. I guess going to Shuri, you know, I just feel and and this is not about the character, Shuri, it's more about the actress. I, I have no real connection to that. To, to, with her to a big role, like on that stage, you know, she exudes child to me. Yeah, which like is a really kid. Yeah, and it's there, there, and there's, there's nothing. Even, even as I look at her now, and I see her, and like anything I've seen her in, in terms of interviews or just whatever, there's nothing that that says to me. And look, she can prove me wrong because acting—that's what they do, right? But it, you know, it's, it's. There's nothing that says to me that she can carry a movie. No, and I think I can't speak to the only comic books that I've actually read of Black Panther are the One Nation Under Our Feet by uh, Tanahesi Coates, and that like line of things where she goes to like the spirit plane and Wakanda's like blowing up everywhere because everyone's like T'Challa is a dictator and they're freaking out and Wakanda's freaking out (laughs) but in my little experience and understanding of Shuri as a character or at least what they're trying to portray in the MCU is that she is as you said she's 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 a kid sister like that's how she behaves and she's she's a kid sister she's ribbing her brother she's really really smart and is able to do a lot of things that a girl her age in like America or down the street in Zambia or Namibia would not be able to do. But I think that I, like I said, Black Panther 2, I'm really curious when it takes place because once, I, I can't remember what one, and maybe it's uh, Endgame, you know, when they have, they're like, who's, who's missing and who they're looking for. They have like all those missing pictures up. Shuri was one of the people that was missing, I think, if I remember correctly. I have to go back and look. But Mm -hmm. either way, who has been minding Wakanda during this time when their king gone? There's no heart shaped herb left. Did did Mbaku come back and like help? (laughs) Like you know, um, again. Black Panther was just a thirst trap for black women. I'm just saying this like the <laughs> <laughs> whole movie. Were like, you want a smart guy? You can go for T'Challa. You want a strong guy who's like a little cutthroat and a little mean? Go for Killmonger. You want someone who's just gonna like throw you down? Here's Umbaku. Like just take your pick. Which one do you want? But it, it, I think that yeah, I just don't know when this takes place because Okoye is obviously still there. Yeah. Okoye 
survived the snap. So, and then we, of course we saw, Oh, what's her name? Um, she the, came back for Falcon Winter. The Soul. assistant, right? The assistant, the one yeah, who's the, on the Walking Dead. Yeah, I, I know her. Yeah, I, I know who yeah, you're talking. Second, about. Yeah. yeah, the second in command. Uh, my brain's it begins with an N, but I think. But uh, she, uh, Lupita. No, not Lupita. No, no, That's no. The, the one, the one that also played. And did she play in um, Justice League Walking or something Dead? like that? She played as somebody's somebody's like Lex Luthor. Somebody's. Oh yeah. She played no, in, like, in the DC movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed that. It was like weird when I saw her. I was like, what? Well, she left Marvel, but then she was back. And I was like, all right, cool. Wow. But, but yeah, she said she came back for Falcon Winter Soldier. So obviously uh, the Dora Milaje have, were, were probably holding down the fort, but with who? Was it just them? And then when T'Challa comes back or if when if t'challa comes back are is there like a power struggle i don't know i i'm very curious as to the time period they have decided it will take place and what does wakanda forever mean in this context is it because wakanda is falling and they are trying to gain it back did someone once wakanda made itself known to the world and once there was a a, a power uh, uh sorry a uh, like a whole, like, and then the power broker came in. Do they have to deal with the power broker? There's so, there's so many things that we have learned from the TV series, the Disney Plus uh, series, and all of the various things that have happened from that, that could come into play with as powerful as a, a player as Wakanda. A prequel might be a cop out, maybe people would think, but I, I don't know. A T'Chaka movie might be really cool. Like, to like maybe like see him working with Howard Stark and like building up of the of the of, of fighting claw stuff like that like like you know like 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 it maybe it might be like like world building like world building for the for the marvel universe like you know like like kind of like putting in easter eggs and things that that, that come out later i know there was an update that they're gonna make a disney plus series but also one thing that i kind of recall too which might be pretty cool is that because that wakanda kind of alienated i guess like black americans from Wakanda and like all the riches that it has at the end of the movie they had like the Wakandan outreach center and I know that they're setting that up with iron heart so maybe oh, something that that could also be like another outlet they can use where they can find someone who was maybe similar like Killmonger who you know has like the same heart as T'Challa and they could probably bring him in yeah and, and I heard like rumors about Winston Duke but like yeah I feel like personally something that people can actually understand and kind of like pause i think that would kind of like lean towards the line that like why black panther hit us so deeply which it's like it had a real dialogue about black american versus like african-american like culture and being able to kind of integrate wakanda into like that kind of environment i think that would be a really nice way to yeah bring that unity once again so yeah yeah and to to answer your other point rules by the way it's not that i think a prequel is a cop-out i don't see prequels as cop-outs but i just think it's at this point it's too late. <laughs> the train has left the station. The MCU train has left the station. I enjoyed Black Widow, but it just came too late. It just came too late. And it's no one's fault. It's not even COVID's fault. It's Isaac Perlmutter's fault. <laughs> he said, no one would be interested in that movie. We're not making it to Kevin Feige. And so they didn't get a chance to make it until Kevin Feige got more power and was able to do what we're doing now with the Disney Plus series and the kind of fantastical, wild Doctor Strange and magic and all the, those different things that are happening. I, I mean, like, you know, Black Knight and 
we're going to get vampires and blah, 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 blah. Still confused about Morbius. I don't know what's happening, but that's fine. But, you know, we're getting into the kind of less realistically grounded stuff. And so that's really exciting to me. Um, not that Thor is realistically grounded, but you know what I mean. Um, I, I think that there's a lot... I just think it's too late. I don't think anyone is actually in. I'd be, I'd watch it, but they're also thinking about people who are not just us comic fans. They're like, I'm saying when they take chances on things like the Eternals and they take chances on things like, I mean, I think a lot of the stuff they're doing right now is kind of like, kind of like, who asked for that? Like, why? But they've always taken those chances. Ant Man was, was a left field, you, you know? Like, 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 I, 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 I think they could gain by being more adventurous in terms of trusting the audience more. But um, I don't think that a prequel is adventurous. I think a prequel, we, they talk, they do a lot of flashbacks. Like, we get a lot of flashbacks in Iron Man. We get flashbacks of Howard Stark all the time. We get flashbacks of Pym and all them fighting about blah, 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 blah. We get a lot of that. I don't think it's adventurous to do a prequel. It's adventurous to do what they're doing with Kang the Conqueror. <laughs> like, that's adventurous. That's like. I, th I, I, I guess I kind of agree that a prequel is a little more safe. Right, it's not really adventurous. That being said, though, I, as far as Black Widow's concerned, I do have my. I, I look, it's it's neither here nor there at this point, but I have my doubts as to whether or not that movie would have been successful if it were not a prequel. If it were something that happened in the timeline before she died, where it was like, because I think when it comes to comic book movies. Batman aside, probably, if, if if the main character does not have some kind of super powered powers or armor or something, something that it's just not going to capture, like her, her people around her, like, like her father, her fake father, whatever, you know, he, he had power. And there was a lot of great, like, the action was great, you know. But you can see that kind of thing in movies without super-powered people. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that kind of played a part into um, into people's desire for it, which is why I don't think anybody would want to really see Hawkeye on the big screen. I, I really wouldn't. I agree. I think that some heroes benefit from the silver screen, right? Like as opposed to the the big screen. And I think that if it, I think it, it's the current, I think a prequel is the wrong way to go. If we had, if they had started the whole thing with like, you know, cause we started with Iron Man of course, and then we got uh, some Captain America cause you have to get to Captain America. It's very important you get there. So if you want to call that kind of a prequel cause we didn't start there from the beginning. But my point being, I don't think that going back now will interest anyone in the future telling of what is happening and keeping the train going. It's I, how I you tell the story. Sure. It's how you I, tell okay. the story, though. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I you know we can agree. This agree of course. I mean, I just think it's not how you tell the story. I, I, I think it's just a matter of like, like if the story has repercussions. But you know, I mean, I I, I hear, I, I hear you. I hear you can write any story that has repercussions, but I'll let Richard speak first. Well, I guess here here's the thought process because what you got to think about with the entire MCU is right now where is it going anyway? Because here. Here's the thing with Black <laughs> Panther and its success is for Marvel and Disney, that's like lightning in a bottle. Like the worldwide box office 
on that movie was so great because there was so much hunger in culture in general. Like mo most of my family members are not <laughs> superhero movie fans, but you know, when it, you know, when it's, when it's my mom and my, you know, my training partner that didn't uh, hated all the Avengers movies, the Black Panther, that was, you know, that was just its own different encapsulated story. And if we find a way, cause I, I you know, on the one hand, when, when Rose first mentioned the idea of a prequel, I was like, yeah, well, they're so far down the track and he's already gone. But there's just so much richness that Kugler put into the idea of a non-colonized, technologically advanced, isolated African culture that, sure, there's room for telling stories. If that, I, I mean, that's the thing I have to remember about myself. I go see it. I go see it too. That's what I'm saying. I, just because I, I always think, I'm always thinking from the perspective of myself, the perspective of the average viewer and the perspective of the, of the production company. They are like, cool, comic book fans, we have some Easter eggs for you, but they have to make sure that the average person with an eight-year-old child who has never seen any other movie will be like, okay, let, let's go see this. And because we still live in a capitalistic society, we don't make art just for art's sake, not at this scale, not for $150 million, we don't, or $250 million. But it's not that I don't think it would be interesting. I just think it's too late now. And you can write every single thing ever happened in the MCU, or sorry, not just the MCU, just in comic books in general, they can always make it relevant. They can always be like, well, there's one thing that happened, like this drop in the water actually created ripple effects throughout the rest of the time. You could do that in anything. That being said, the reason why Black Widow, and we'll talk about it at another time more in detail, the reason why Black Widow wasn't so successful is because it happened in the after, like we, we, all this stuff that we learned about was in the aftermath of her death. Once I learned about Budapest, it, when they were talking about Budapest during Hawkeye, I would have loved to see that or like get some more detail out of that. And, and you know, I, I always say, I always say that DC is doing it wrong because like they have access or have access, you know, storytelling wise, they have King Arthur and his court. They have access to Morgan and Mordred Le Fay. They could just tell a Knights of the Round Table story, but there's Batman. <laughs> like that's like that. I, I just think that's like an easy in for a lot of different, a, a, a huge genre that people, you know, swords and horses and stuff that people love to do, but there's Batman and there's a demon and all these other stuff things. I think it's, it's been a missed opportunity for them across the board. I, I just think that storytelling wise in fitting with what seems to be the plan going forward, it's just not, it's time. It's just, it's, it's just too late. Well, it's, it, I think if we do two things, so it's one we're going to have to do anyway, right? One, we're going to just have to divorce the idea that we get Chadwick as T'Challa ever again. So that's gone. And there is, like, if you think through, because of course there's 50 plus years of Black Panther stories, most of them based in Wakanda, do have the option now, some of the, you know, as some of the licensing things come off, that maybe Ururu and T'Challa can finally get married. Eric Jerome Dickey did a great job writing that story. And, you know, I'd love to see that come to screen. But, that, you know, that has that whole thing. When in the multiverse do mutants <laughs> suddenly begin to exist, right? Are the X-Men and, you know, 
are the X-Men going to be or, or the Avengers going to be in a place where they, it, you know, acknowledge and add Beast, right? Or, Scar you know, all of those different little nuances of things that most of them were at the time limitations of what the characters the studio could include. Right. Do those get get rewritten now? Do we just, you know, get to meet a whole new dude we ain't ever met before? And he's the most fire T'Challa ever. Like, that's the, you know, that's the best thing, the best gift that we get. But I also think, like, the thread that MCU has been on, I thought it was at the end. Like, the even the fact that Spider-Man, um, No Way Home, mm -hmm. that that was a continuity. I, it didn't even occur to me that they would even keep thinking down that line. I was like, oh, it's over. They, you know, snap, bang, tap, you know. <laughs> the world as we know it is, is that, 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 I thought that story was over. So that they've continued to write from that branch is, you know, it's interesting, but gives us all kinds of things that we could do and see. And I think, well, this is what I, here's, here's the downside. In my mind, I think if Disney is paying attention, to what the world responded to with what they saw in Wakanda, they'll put more Wakanda out there. And that could be in the form of a prequel. That it will probably be better in the form of a prequel than it would be starting from where they left off. I, but I, I think people are more interested in what's happening. Well, first of all, they're doing the, what is the actual thing called? I, the one about the door, they're doing the TV, the Disney Plus with the Dora Milaje. Dora Milaje. They are, they're doing a show about the Dora Milaje. That's what I was going to awesome. say. Super dope. Disney Plus. Yes, um, that's coming at, uh, probably next year. <laughs> I would say if not if not 2023 then definitely 2024. Must um, see TV. Yes, which is very exciting. So they're definitely they, they are capital it's not that Disney is not capitalizing on the Wakanda fever. They definitely are trying to do to do so. It's just in how do they want to do it? People love the Nigeria. They love the Dora Milaje. So they were like, here's a TV series. Now they're in Falcon and Winter Soldier. You don't even have to wait for that one TV series so you can see them like just pop up and do their thing. And I didn't think it was possible, but they got even better in Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know, they got to speak some lines and do be important politically to what was happening outside of the sphere of Wakanda. So they are doing it. It's just a matter of how, when, Black Panther, I'm still, I, my question since Black Panther ended, since the first movie ended was, what about the heart-shaped herb? What happens if people die? What are we doing for the future of like the kingdom of Wakanda? I just like, I have so many questions. And I was, I'm, I, I didn't think that they didn't give the answer because they were being lazy. I think it's a, a, a question that they will answer in the next movie somehow, some way. I just, I, I'm not sure how. I still have my, I think we talked about this before, um, you and I, Zuri, but I mm -hmm. still think that the heart-shaped herb being burned, I still think that it's it's not something that Wakanda manufactures, right? It's it's grown and it, it, it it's, it's something that comes from the soil, which is enriched by the vibranium. And ultimately, over time, it's going to grow back. They burn the, the, what they had. So based on what you said about what time period the next movie is in, the heart shaped herb will be back. I, it it kind of has to be right because it, it has to be. That's what. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I I, I think that's going to come back. Um, it doesn't and, have and, a choice. Right. And, I will make it. And as far as prequels, I I wouldn't. Again, I wouldn't mind seeing a prequel. I would be one to watch it, like Richard, like Rolls. I, I agree. But also to Zuri's point, 
I do think that when you think of the the larger scale and in the grand scheme of things, it is not adventurous to really write a prequel because it's easier to do. Because once you when you write a, a succeeding story instead of a preceding one, you change what's to come and the expectation. Whereas a prequel is like, well, it's already been established, so whatever we write, it's just you know, it's just going to feed into what we have already told you guys. And so that's where the lack of the lack of a challenge or or any kind of adventure really lies. So uh, yeah, I would I would go see it just like you guys. I'm all for it. But <laughs> for their for for a one and a half billion dollar movie potentially, it's not going to do it. Mm-mm. And I, I think because uh, to your point earlier, Omar, about Carrie Fisher and Star Wars and the 40 year legacy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The reason why I love the Star Wars prequels, not because they were good movies, because they weren't, um, <laughs> but because I, I'm very much a person who loves political intrigue. So if you could have cut out every moment that Padme and Anakin did anything, I was like, cool, I know you're going to have a kid, kids and, and that Georgia. you become Darth Theater. I literally could not care less about this plot line. It was everything else that was happening with Palpatine and the rest of the Senate that was interesting to me. And to see what was happening with Mace Windu, all the characters that you're like, this person dies, this person has to die because they don't exist later. Where do they come from? When I watched Rogue One, I was like, all of these people have to die. Who are you? You're dead. Like, so, you know, it, it's interesting to and exciting. It's not exciting to watch Anakin's journey for me not only because I know what's happening. Also, Hayden didn't do a great job acting. And I also blame George Lucas for a, a host of things. So it's not better. just his fault. It's not just Hayden's fault. But yeah, I, I think that the whole prequel thing was so popular in the early 2000s. I think I got really sick of it, too. So many mistakes. Oh, so many mistakes. They, they made yeah. So many mistakes. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. mistake after mistake. But I know that George Lucas... I had moments I enjoyed, though. And we even have like the empire strikes back the way that we know it today so i know it wasn't george lucas who actually <laughs> did anything with the original trilogy to begin with except create the characters which is very much a big thing but that being said it wasn't him that saved those movies created you know from <laughs> jack kirby's ideas so question even though we have very little speculation of what this plot could be about, what angles are going to take with it. Do we think Black Panther 2 is going to be as well received as Black Panther 1? Or is it possible? Because I feel like a movie of that, like, like once again, it was like literally like a box office, like record breaker. Like, I'm scared that the movie's not going to be as well received because it's not going to be as big a phenomenon and how I feel like it's been beaten down by like a lot of white comic book fans of like, yeah. oh, it wasn't the best MCU movie, but like, not really understanding the significance of like the movie to just cinema in general and African-American cinema or just black cinema in general. So like, do we think the movie's gonna be as well received? I don't think it will be, but that being said, I'm not scared because Disney has made and Marvel Studios has made gobs of money off of all of these movies. They are not afraid of a couple flops here or there because they know, they know they know what they're contending with. Fan bases are so hard oh, to yes. appease on multiple levels. And then, of course, you have trolls that will just bomb a movie because they're like, Captain Marvel's terrible because she's a woman and I hate Brie Larson's face. And I'm like, whoa, can you relax? Why are we even... It's really crazy like, to read what people say on the internet yeah, about... It is 
just the actors, they're like, I don't like Brie Larson's face. I don't think she's pretty. And I'm like, exactly. okay, well, ease up. Yeah. She won an Academy Award. Who are you? Like, yeah. I don't. <laughs> really silly. It's really silly. So to that extent, I don't think it's possible for it to be as like as much of a cultural phenomenon. Because once thing, once something happens once, yeah. it's very much like lightning in a bottle. Will it oh, happen yeah. again? Like, is it going to be like, oh, it's just as good as the or better than? Oh, like, is it going to do that? I think I'm, of course, hopeful. I hope it surprises me in that way. As far as what were you saying about the uh, will it be as well received? I don't think no. it will either. But that doesn't mean it can't make the same, if not more, money though. You, you know, it, it doesn't mean that it, the reception. Because when I look at the reception of Black Panther, right, is there's two there's two parts to it. There's the fact that it, it, it I guess, defied whatever expectations and made 1.3, 1.4 billion dollars, whatever that was, right. So that was that was good. It was it was great. It was amazing. But at the same time, there was the 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 people who came out and the people who dressed up and the people who went to see it all around the world they came in African garb and all kind of stuff. So that's a different kind of expectation. And for that, that's definitely the expectation it will not meet because people are not going to repeat that. Some may do it, but most won't. Right. Because the fever was for the first one. And so, you know, as far as will it make the same amount of money or close to or more, I think potentially if, it, if it's about Shuri, no, it won't. I just, it just won't happen. And I think that that's going to that's gonna be the case unless they find a really dynamic actress, somebody who can really command the screen in a way it's not, it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Shuri would have to be a totally different actress, honestly. I mean, I yeah. nothing against Letitia, but from what I've seen, She's just not there yet, you know, and I think, you know, and it speaks, it says a lot because there was no intent for her to carry the role in the second movie. You know, I, I don't think that that intent was there. Not no. yet. It was it's too soon. So, you know, I mean, her being, she's kind of shoehorned in. It's like, what what else can we do at this time? We have no other viable, we killed off the Killmonger's dead. We have, you know, for whatever story we could have told and Dora Milaje and who else really was prominent on screen as somebody who could be that. There's nobody. So, and this is, and then how, how are we going to keep people waiting for another Black Panther? The people are going to accuse us of something or they're going to say something. So we have to make it. So, She'd know. have to go through a remarkable transformation in the course of that movie. Like, remarkable. That's like, a movie yeah. arc that has to happen before. Like, you need an entire movie to make that arc, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. her arc, T'Challa doesn't go through a very steep arc. He goes through a different understanding of his country and, like, how it factors into the rest of the world and that kind of stuff. But at his core, T'Challa is T'Challa. Yeah. Shuri is going to have to go through so much, like whether it's the pain of losing her brother the pain, and losing her father not that long before, you know, just all the things that are going to have to shape her into being the leader of her people. And because by blood, she is the only one that can. But, you know, and again, there will probably be a lot of talk about blood in that movie. I, I would imagine that would be that will be a big talk. And they'll probably tell her that she's not ready. They'll probably that will but be again, a plot point. Like, you are not ready. You cannot do this. But again, her coming forward, she's she's the only person by blood that can lead that particular tribe. But once she steps up, there is challenge day. Yeah, there is challenge right. day. So, you know, she doesn't have to be it, honestly. From what I saw, there's only one other person and only like would be M'Baku. 
and and that and that's a temporary measure only because he wouldn't measure up because he lost to T'Challa in a one-on-one fight the first time. Right. And he's yeah. this he's this big man, and sure, women like you said, women still love him. But the point is, is that he lost. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So right. without powers, they both had no powers, and he lost. So he he would be a temporary leader at best. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It'll be very interesting. That's for sure. But I think we're gonna wrap it up. Okay. Yes. Uh, Omar Washington here. You can find me on Twitter. That's copyright, C-O-P-E-R-Y-T-E. On Instagram, original underscore gamester. Uh, Originals with a zero. And yeah, having fun. It's great. Hey, and this is Richard Harden signing off. You can follow me at Richard underscore Harden. And whatever they do with Wakanda, I'm Wakanda forever. like it i like it my name is quentin once again i have a petition out there as a rising actor to go after my dream role as static shock just want an audition that's all i want so if you can help go on my instagram and go to the link in my bio to sign the petition and support the cause i would really appreciate it thank you i am rose andre og fanboy and master thespian here and you can find me on instagram under rosie r-o-l-l-s-i-e and uh yeah see you later true believers and as always, I'm Zuri Washington, she, her pronouns. You can find me at Zuri with a fringe on top. And don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram at Super Black Podcast, or you can follow us on Twitter at Super Podcast. And don't forget, should you need heroes, we've got your back. We fear no topic, we attack. If conversation is what you lack, you'll find it here with Super Black. Bye.